previously on that movie you like the sequel i was researching that and i was like oh my gosh how do i no no just stay away yeah you can tell a spider-man story without bringing in the multiverse yes i don't don't think i could do justice to captain britain without having a multiverse yes adjacent story so he remembers now his list of powers he has force field skin super strength and the ability to fly yeah so all right we're off to kill the prime minister (laughs) That uncanny movie you like, the sequel. The great new podcast where we talk about classic films and then pitch you the sequels or the MCU edition that you can't live without. I am the amazing Brendan. And I'm Captain Launceston. Spawn. <laughs> no, hang on. I'm, I'm Captain Launceston. <laughs> nice. Good work. There was a lot of reaching to get to that yeah, one. That was, that was, <laughs> uh, oh, that, I think I've reached through the bottom of the barrel on that one. Sorry. So we spent a lot of time last week talking about Captain Britain, and you may have forgotten that I also drew a superhero. So just to remind you, I got Squirrel Girl. Well, actually, initially I got Reptile, and <laughs> not wanting to be typecast as the guy that writes teenage dinosaur stories, I chose to swap, and I have got a Squirrel Girl now. Yep. Squirrel Girl is a character that you love or hate. I feel like there's there's a lot of people that really enjoy her comics and then there's a lot of people that think she's a super annoying character. Um, the Jar Jar Binks of the MCU. <laughs> yeah. There's the potential for her to be that, I think. I love, I actually love her comics, the, the bits that are of them that I've read. But I think we talked a lot about a lot of the TV shows last week, but we never touched on She-Hulk. She-Hulk was a show that I really enjoyed, but it was... Uh, divisive show i guess for some people uh, oh, for a certain group of people i think the thing that made me laugh was in a way it's the apotheosis of conservative rage bait yeah i call it and they knew the reaction they were going yeah. to get and they got it and they lent hard into and it. they lent hard into it in the actual narrative of the show so this yeah. thing was running was playing out in real time yeah a lot of the people that got annoyed by she hulk seemed to be some of the same people that don't like squirrel girl but i wondered if they got if they were actually like a plant as well, like yeah. it could have been a whole like attempted at viral marketing campaign. One of the things that Squirrel Girl had as a as a comic book thing, and they've again led into it, is that she like beat Galactus in the comics and all these things, and it like, <laughs> like really what? It, yeah, so it like really annoys people that take comic books super serious because. Right. She's not a serious character. She's happy to just be pretty outrageous. and But I also think that makes her a lot of fun and quite unpredictable, and yep. which was a lot of fun and just a fresh character for me to write. So Stri- Strikes me as like a, a Gwenpool yeah, vibe. Yeah, I think, I think is- Gwenpool, to me, I guess it all just depends what you're into. I feel like Gwenpool tries a little hard, yep. whereas I feel like Squirrel Girl... And because she's a bit of a legacy character, it's like she has been around for a while. She just is what she is. She's her mm. own thing. She's not aping on any other character. She's just herself. And the best thing about her in the comics is she's herself and she's like 100% happy with that. Mm. She's not got your typical superhero physique and 
she's just happy being her. And I love that. And I think that's like a nice message. And that's something that will be cool within the MCU. And I think there's a space for that and a space for her. And And, so, and I think that's one of the things that we, I I probably should have uh, spoken on last week is that these are picture books for children. Yeah. Aren't they? (laughs) At the end of the day, like they can certainly impart larger themes and stories. And certainly people like Alan Moore writing these things can quite literally melt your brain with just how deep some of the thoughts are. But at the end of the day, that's the target demographic and who they're here to entertain. So Yeah. Although I don't know if it is the target demographic anymore because I don't know how many kids buy comics. But it's it's an interesting thing. Hmm. It's it's certainly where it started. I just don't know where... I actually don't know where it is today. I feel like there's... I feel like... I th- more yeah. kids. I feel like kids are buying, if anything, I think, manga. I think it's oh, well, but, yeah, maybe. I, um, I think it's definitely the 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 popular pantheon of myth. Yeah. I, I suppose of of storytelling right now. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's but the, certainly as an M- the MCU yeah. is is that family friendly. It's, it's the safest. Adventure. It's the safest yeah. bet for high budget movies. basically. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's that. I guess we are the target market these <laughs> days. We we just don't want to let go of our childhood. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I think and I think my story is just going to be something that anyone could enjoy. So I hope. Cool. I th- I think we might just sell out and yep. we'll just jump in and we'll talk more about her as the story progresses. So. Yes, I'm keen to hear this. I want to sell cool. out. Sequel creation. Sequel creation. like they've ordered a sequel. Three. We all Three. sell out every day. Two. Perpetuate Three. this cycle of money, greed, fascism, and triviality. One. Uh, Show me the money. Sequel incoming. I didn't, I didn't sell out, son. I bought in. A boy runs through a wooded area of Central Park, pursued by three bullies. There is a lot of tension as he runs and tries to hide. It looks like he may have gotten away when he's surrounded by the three boys. Hey Teddy, lunch money, now. Come on Scud, I don't have any. Then I guess it's clobbering time. I don't think Thing would appreciate you using his catchphrase that way. Yeah, I was just going to say, I understood that reference. (laughs) A small girl around steps out from behind a tree. She has messy hair and her big grin reveals two buck teeth. Like, he really only says it to bad guys? Well, I guess he says it to the Hulk, but even then it's when Hulk is being all super grouchy. I have his stats cards if you want to see them. The girl starts flicking through a binder of trading cards. Oh yeah, I'll come take a look. Scram, Teddy. Teddy goes to leave, stopping briefly with the guilt of leaving this little girl with Scud. But he's wants to save himself and he runs off sadly. See right here? This is Thing. He's kind of grumpy, but also cool. He has a defense stat of... Gibby. All of them. Scud points at the binder. Oh, I have a few doubles you can have, but... The other two bullies laugh. All of them? Or I knock your stupid buck teeth out. A tiny squirrel leaps between the girl and the bullies, hissing and baring its teeth. What the hell? Is this your bodyguard? The bullies laugh. More like best friend. His name's Monkey Joe. He can be pretty protect. Scud kicks the squirrel into a tree. He lands on the ground, stunned. Now where were we? Scud turns back to the girl whose entire demeanor has changed. Her eyes flash red. Why would you do that? What kind of a monster are you? As the girl yells, squirrels drop from the trees surrounding her. They hiss and bare their teeth. Hundreds of them. The bullies run away, but Scud is blocked by more squirrels. Not you. We need to have a little talk. The squirrels pile up like a wave, surrounding Scud. 
blocking out the light as the screen fades to black. The screen fades back. Scud sits sadly, wiping tears as the little girl rubs his shoulder. Monkey Joe sits on her shoulder, looking annoyed. Squirrels still hang around, but they are relaxed and many have left. My parents never gave me lunch. I'm sorry to hear that, Scud. It started out just to eat, but the others... Suddenly they liked me and... And I guess I got worse. I don't think deep down you're bad, Scud. But you need to show other people that. Stop hanging around those doofuses. Maybe try being nice to that teddy kid? Could you do that, Scud? My name's Scott, actually. You should go by that. I'm Doreen. I'm going to give you some lunch money today. And then I'm going to talk to my mum about giving your family some help. It's her job to help struggling kids. Really? Why? Because I'm the unbeatable squirrel girl. And helping out is what I do. (laughs) And helping out is what I kept doing. Using my mutant squirrel abilities, I was really good at it. So this is where we see a montage of Doreen growing up. But it's like a continuous shot. So if you think about... There's one... I think it's in the second Thor where he's running and uh, and he ages up as he goes through. Or the Simba Hakuna Matata dance bit. So we're seeing... I kind of want it to be set to Hakuna Matata with (laughs) that whole like background yes. and Timon and Pumbaa behind them because Disney can do that and they own that so, so. I don't have music I don't know if that yeah. music would work for what I've got playing yeah, with maybe. my montage but that's the thing so yeah. we're seeing her age up but it's not it's not shot after shot it's one continuous shot but she's oh. aging as oh, it's okay. going so it's like that one shot out of Saving Private Ryan but yeah you know, so and we get to up. see her place within the MCU since she's grown up yep. so we get to see her doing normal stuff in there as well yep. so it's, it's going a longer than the Thor one would have yep. um, and but we see, also seamlessly see her age up and then she and to where she's going to end up for yep. most of our movie she grow as she grows up she grows a tail so she grows this big squirrel tail so she didn't really have that as a kid maybe she okay. had the little fluffy the little, one the little chipmunk yeah yeah stuff. but it, yep. it grows as showing her becoming a little bit more squirrel like as she yep, gets yep. bigger as well and we see her helping out and that's her thing is she just likes to help Yep. And so she's helping out people with like little stuff, yep. but then she's also helping out big ways as well. <laughs> so we see her as like she might be helping an old lady cross the street or like help someone get their groceries in their car, that thing. Yep. But then we also uh, see her as a young teen getting to people to safety during the Battle of New York. Oh, so oh, we right, might yeah. see Hulk and Captain America over here, and yep. she's in, it's kind of in the background helping, helping people out. Yeah. Um, we see her stopping the same bank robbers from Spider-Man Homecoming. So I was trying to think of all the New York-based stuff because yeah. she, she lives in New York, so that's where yeah. she is. Um, and we even see her at one point having a heart-to-heart with Doc Ock sitting on a park bench. So Oh, like the Alfred Merlina version? Yeah, nice. So because there's the, pe- there's the period in No Way Home where they all fight in the building yeah. and then there's a, a period of time passes and then they're on the Statue of Liberty yep. somewhere and, and when he comes back he's a good guy yep. so somewhere in that period <laughs> she sat down with him and just had a heart to heart that's really cool I like that Yeah, I, I just love this idea of like Batman doesn't exist in a Gotham City where there's a counsellor that works this hard yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. yes yeah and so she's this her thing is that she's optimistic and she wants to help people 
and she's not really a fighter. Yeah. In the, we might see later that she can, but yeah. that's not really her thing. She wants yeah. to help people and make the world a better place. Well, I liked your subversion of expectations with Scud there. Though. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and Scud and Teddy, throwback to... I, I didn't I want to get say, too I far rec- away. I recognise the names. Yeah, so. from my teen dinosaur stories. So I did bring those characters across <laughs> from those. Uh, uh, but <laughs> Mephisto confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's her. So she's sitting down having this heart-to-heart with Doc Ock and then she talks to us and she talks to the audience, but not in a Deadpool way, just she's narrating this story. Yeah, yeah. But there is more to life than being respected and a well-known superhero like myself. That's a joke because nobody knows who she is and we can yeah. see that throughout the course. Like she's been helping this whole time, but she, no one really knows who Squirrel Girl like is. if she goes through Times Square or something, people aren't really paying yeah, attention no, to no, her no. and there's like all these like 15 Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Like- she's, a, she's a very underrated, yeah. under-the-radar hero, but yep. she thinks that she's a big hero. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the way she sees herself and she's yep. hopelessly optimistic and positive all the time. I get the feeling she'd get along really well with Kate Bishop. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. she would. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, and Kamala Khan as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. And she almost did come to the MCU or maybe that proto TV version. They were doing yeah. a new warriors show at one point, which was oh, canceled yeah. and she was going to be in that. But oh. yeah, but I think I'd rather have her in the, I think have her front and center in her own yeah. stories. Would you cast an unknown or is there someone in mind? I don't have anyone in mind. It yeah. would be a younger, it would have to be a younger actress. Yeah. I didn't have anyone in mind. I would love to hear people's suggestions actually. I remember like a while ago that saying like someone like Anna Kendrick could probably pull off. That yeah. Energy, I think she's I way think too, she's old. too old. Yeah. Now, yeah. For, for this version of the character. Yeah. And um, Anna Kendrick. I mean, Anna, I think Anna Kendrick can work because she doesn't. Also, doesn't. She's quite like lead. She also doesn't have like a traditional superhero physique. Mm. But the comic book version of Squirrel Girl has curves, and she's oh, okay, right. like, I think, just getting someone that's comfortable in their own skin, and mm. but also looks like they could kick ass. Like, just whoever works, I think that's the most important thing for. Yeah, you probably you probably want to cast an unknown. It, I reckon. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if anyone has an yeah. idea, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know. So, yeah, so, sorry, I'll just jump back to that last bit. No, 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 of course, sorry. A slightly melancholy Doreen easily stops the mugging with her tail just as she walks past. So she's not even trying at this point. She's that good at superheroing, even though no one still really knows who she is. (laughs) I'm starting to think maybe there is more to life than being a superhero. The titles appear. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Nice. (laughs) So she's she's just a fun character and i just mm. wanted to lean into that for her yeah this isn't going to be a deep and thoughtful uh <laughs> mcu movie yeah. it just isn't and that's okay i think there's a place for both like could, like that early ant-man like it was just yeah. a fun different story yeah. and i like, could just actually imagine like the music would be something along the lines of uh sunshine lollipops yes. <laughs> and rainbows everything that that yes. movie, i think <laughs> uh, if, it, if i adapted any character i guess because the thing i want with her is she never really doubts herself too much mm-hmm. and that could be a bit boring but characters i think of characters and a lot of these characters are from japanese media characters yeah. like goku yeah. or characters like luffy from one piece or even yeah. naruto where they just always think that they could do it yeah. and and they're just constantly just they're just gonna always jump into any battle with yeah. this idea and yeah. i don't think we've quite had that because marvel heroes typically are a little bit self-conscious or a little yeah. bit... And so I think having well, her... It's well, a point, point of difference of, for her. Like, Stan Lee was famous yeah. for basically saying these guys have problems that, like, yeah. Peter Parker can't afford the yes. rent or... There's just always this sort of thing of, like, the difference of Marvel heroes is they yes. are just people. And if you right? look at like, Skrullgirl's powers and stuff, yeah. maybe she should have more problems than all of the other heroes. But she just loves 
her life and loves yeah. who she is and she loves helping people. Yeah. And I think that's just a really fun, especially at this point in the MCU. Yeah. It's kind of nice just to have that. Like, yeah, and, it and, to be, and I mean, like the the concept helping people, like you have the Spider-Man method of helping people, which yeah. is leaving this guy dangling from a web yeah. or sticking this guy to a car or yeah. just, just that. There's always like fisticuffs and and confrontation yes. there, whereas she is obviously just yeah. takes the time to sit down. I'm going to make sure that this kid gets lunch from now on. Like yeah, yeah. and I was very keen to to just make that different. Like yes. that that she's aware that society has issues as well, yeah. even though she's hopelessly upbeat and yeah. even maybe a little dumb at times. Yeah, that she is aware of the greater world as well. That yeah. she is aware that just punching people isn't going to solve the problems yeah. of the world. And so she's this. I think this interesting character. She fits this yeah. unique niche within the MCU, where in some ways she's like a lot of characters, but also she's I think quite distinct and quite different. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, having a counselor in the MCU is same as having a lawyer. Like she yeah. Hulk doesn't really want to do the superhero thing. Yes. She just lawyers her way out of the yes. problem. You yeah, know? exactly. And, and, that's, and, I, and that's what I love about She-Hulk, that she fits in her own place. And yeah. I think that's what I wanted to do with Doreen. Yeah. Doreen isn't a counselor. Her mum yeah. is. But we're going to find out what Doreen's dreams are right now, okay. if you'd like to find I out. I would like to find out. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, <laughs> no interruption at all. So I did what all 20-year-olds do when they don't know what to do next. Further education. God, that but- hurts. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Um, but what am I passionate about? We see Doreen talking to an applications person at community college. Suddenly, she pulls out her training card binder and thumbs through vigorously. So across all these years, she's got her Marvel training cards, which is yeah, yeah. how she finds out about all this stuff. I'm willing to bet like Kamala Khan is jealous of her collection. <laughs> yeah, not yeah it's, well, it's vintage so. at this point yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's going through her binder. What's that thing Ayurveda always says? That's right. Computers are the future. I want to do that, please. We see humorous vignettes of Doreen fitting into college life. And we're going to skip through a lot of stuff through here, but this would be just like a fun sequence. She meets her roommate Nancy and her cat Meowdia. Just, sorry, that's very cool. Um, (laughs) That's, I stole one of the comics. That's not my... No, no, just commenting on the uh, Meowdia. That's that's a good cat's name. Is this set uh, pre-Blip or post-Blip as well? It's post-Blip. Post-Blip, yep. Because we've seen her as a kid, so now it's probably post-Blip. But I think it's also going to be a little ways down the line because... Uh, obviously, the Fantastic Four exists in this version. Yeah. But if we, this movie was to come out before the Fantastic Four were introduced, we could probably swap that trading card for the Hulk or someone else. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to put Thing in it because I like Thing. So, yeah. 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 We're, we're making assumptions here, but they have released that logo at like the Disney conferences. And yeah, things, yeah. They're, so. they're coming and they'll yeah. be there before this story would well, come as, out. Well, as I soon think, as so. the, the actor's strike is over, yeah. I think is probably yeah, the thing at yeah. this point. So, uh, so yeah, Doreen is, is probably post that stuff. And you'll get a feel... I'm also just making some assumptions about the world of the MCU going forward. Yeah. And maybe they're wrong, but they're just what it's my story, so I did what I want. So yeah, things around. Fantastic Four were around. And maybe it's weird that they would have been around when she was a kid, but if they came back from the sixties like yours, it makes sense. So yeah. I, I will credit that idea to I think it was Movie Bob or like, Yeah, I've yeah. I've heard it a yeah, little bit I, around I, the podcast. But I think it's a I think yeah. it's a really cool idea and I would like to see that because yeah. it would give them a point of difference and it would also set that very Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, That's not what this podcast is about this nah. episode. <laughs> uh, but, but 
yeah, things a thing, and yep. she's got her Iron Man training card now. So yep. uh, some of those, like she's old enough, like she's in her like very early twenties, yes. but she's old enough that like Iron Man and those guys were around when she was a younger kid. So yep. she was maybe over the course of ten years, which is about yeah. the length of the MCU. Yep. She's almost aged up alongside the viewers of the MCU. Yes. Is and the I guess idea. now you've got like Ironheart as well as yeah, sort yeah. of filling that mantle. And, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all of these characters in her world have been around for a little while. Yeah. But it also doesn't matter too much. <laughs> That's actually just to depart very, very yeah. briefly. It is interesting to look at it at the MCU as its own thing in the sense that at least like in six one six, the comic universe, Iron Man like Tony Stark is still alive yeah. <laughs> through through the whole thing. Whereas obviously Well not the whole thing, but he's at the moment, I think. Well, okay. Well let's <laughs> say he's he's alive at the moment and yeah. yes, death is not usually final enough yeah. for a lot of these characters. But it's interesting to look at it from the point of view of characters have had to legitimately retire because yeah, it's a you, different word. like you you can recast Edward Norton, but yeah. at the end of the day, that they are all getting older, and yeah. there will be a time where they are not willing to play these characters yeah. anymore. So you have to deal with this very real thing of like Iron Man, Tony Stark is not going to yeah. be in it forever, which as he is in the comic book, which is probably un like probably unexpected and yeah. not necessarily planned but the good thing about them not having access to Spider-Man initially not yes. having the X-Men not having the Fantastic Four actually yes. means they have these pretty great characters yes. saved for later waves that they can yes. they, they were forced to use some of those less known characters but they now yeah. have these other characters that could reinvigorate the franchise it's, it's and- interesting in a way because like I think Captain Britain and Squirrel Girl, like not having heard all of yours yet, enjoying what I have though. I uh, that next tier down, I would think of Iron Man. Like, I never heard of Captain. Like, yeah. I, I understand Captain Britain as a concept. Yes. Captain America, assuming there's a Captain Russia or Captain yeah. India or something. But, well, we've had you know, we've had the Russian Captain America, yeah. Red, oh, Guardian, Red, Red Guardian, in, in Black yeah. Widow. So, yeah, there yes. definitely is. Yeah. So, yeah, having those analogs there makes, makes sense, but you really need that no no baggage high risk energy i think of putting these obscure characters back into it because yes, you want that too you need yeah. that you need that energy I your think, guardians to, to keep your, it up. yeah your other guys yeah yeah, yeah so, but for now Sorry, yeah. To, to get back to screw girl she's yep. just a college um and, yeah. and yes yeah, so she's learning about college because she's not really done this and she's just picked her major on a whim and she's just met her roommate Nancy and her cat Munir Nancy's like super cool but also a little bit standoffish Mm -hmm. so Doreen thinks of them as being good friends but Nancy doesn't necessarily isn't aware of that so they're like in this you're my best friend really yeah yeah. wow you need to get out more (laughs) yeah and we'll learn more about that when we learn a bit more about Nancy later but it's clear kind of quickly that Doreen doesn't know anything about computers so she's decided to study computer science she doesn't know anything about them but she works hard so she's just always trying hard and always doing her best and other people might get stressed out or upset that they're struggling or failing. She just keeps working harder and she's like, I'll just, I'll get this. Like, oh, I wish I had that energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in a way, that's her superpower as much yeah. as anything else. Like this, this hopeless optimism to the point of it being a problem potentially in future installments, yeah. maybe. Like, I think that's where you would take a character in the future. There is something uplifting, though, about having someone who just will not quit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, and like I said, the character of Goku is one that, to me, yeah. it's very much the same thing. Yeah. No matter how powerful the fight is, he's just excited to fight someone more powerful than him. It, and that's a cool 
That's just a cool thing. Like the, the thing that sucks though is that that sort of thing in real life is pretty toxic. Like you get yeah. the sunk cost fallacy. Like yes. oh yeah, I only fail if I quit. And, and maybe like, doesn't matter that you've. And I think that's where maybe Squirrel Girl fitting into the bigger yeah. MCU sits. Yeah. It, like if she was an Avenger, yes. maybe her hopeless optimism is actually problematic for everyone else. So, yeah. But for her story, I think it's perfect. Yep. So she's struggling with college though, and uh, we hear from her again. I also would need to find a source of income for all the slushies and hacky sack students need. Luckily, I found something really great on Craigslist. Doreen sits in a coffee shop. So you're a superhero? Luke Cage asks from across the table. Oh, nice. Yes, a beatable squirrel girl is my preferred adjective. Oh, well, I'm not sure. We just fucking need someone, Luke. And it says she beat Doc Ock on a resume. <laughs> we see Jessica Jones is sitting next to Cage holding a baby. How are you with last minute calls? I'm a student. My life is like four fifths free time. <laughs> Great. You're hired. So basically we need someone to babysit while we're on missions with the new Avengers. Oh, a new super team. What's it called? New Avengers. Yeah, I know, but what's the team name? It's the New Avengers. It's stupid. Doreen looks confused. But anyway, Squirrel Girl, we actually have to go. Here's our numbers, and here's Danielle. She hands Doreen the baby. Need anything else? Just call. No worries, Miss Jones. Oh, and if anything happens to her, I'll destroy this fucking city looking for you. Of course, ma'am. Bye. <laughs> Cage and Jones leave. I like that you've brought those two back. Just, yeah. Just saying, yep. So, Danielle, do babies eat hazelnut tart? Because I hear this place has a great one. So that's so she's now the official babysitter of Luke Cage and uh, Jessica Jones, which was a role she did fulfill in the comics really briefly at one point. So that's very um, cool. <laughs> for the backstory of Squirrel Girl, she was introduced way back in the sixties or seventies. She was actually a Steve Ditko character, so like yep. so far back, not really used. Uh, like she it appeared like sounds once. Sounds like one of those throwaway things, yeah. like matter eating ladder. Yeah, or yeah. She was okay. she was definitely a throwaway character, and then she was reintroduced in a team called the Great Lakes Avengers, which was a parody of West Coast Avengers. Right. So <laughs> they were just like a fairly lame superhero team, and yep. but some of their characters have actually appeared in the MCU. So Mister Immortal was in She Hulk. He's a guy that he oh. like dies and then he comes back to life. Oh, he was yeah. the guy who had like the multiple yeah, yeah. ex-wives or. Something. So yeah. I'm not going to be using the Great Lakes Avengers in my story, but yep. that's where she was. She was a parody character as part of that team yep, for yep, a yep. while. And then she wasn't really used again, which is, is her ongoing thing. And then in New Avengers, so like the New Avengers comic, which was, the team was called New Avengers, and it did have Luke Cage on that, and, and Jessica Jones on that team. And so she became their babysitter when they were Avengers. <laughs> and that's and she was just that. Like, she didn't have any greater story within New Avengers. She yep. was just, they needed someone powerful enough to protect their baby, basically. Yep. And then she disappeared again, and then she had this resurgence in recent years. So she's been this character like that. She does so, sort of strike me as that sort of random character yes. that people would yeah. gravitate to. But to... I thought it was just a really fun way to connect yeah. her to the biggest bigger MCU. Mm-hmm. Also maybe allude to like what's going on with the Avengers now yeah. and what's going on with the Netflix stuff and I just thought, yeah. I'm going to have fun with it and yeah. use the characters well, I, I mean, want to they're, use. They're bringing Daredevil back so I'm guessing there's yeah. probably some... Yeah, yeah I'm, sure that they'll, I'm sure that they're going to bring back the the more like Netflix characters if they can. So it like yeah. it it seems ridiculous to not do that. So I, I um, hope Daredevils is as good as what the show was. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I just hope it's maybe it isn't. I, I'm just excited to get more Daredevil. I don't, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got 
we've got these guys on the New Avengers. I think later on we see more of the New Avengers, but I'm not going to necessarily spell out which characters are in that team, as, yeah. except for Luke Cage and Jessica yeah. Jones, because it's not really a New Avengers story. So we cut back to Doreen and Danielle. So Danielle's the baby. Having fun, getting to know each other, just playing. And she doesn't have a whole lot of experience with babies either. Like she's just she's just taken on board this 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 role. And yeah, just but making she's, it up as she goes. Yeah, and she's optimistic and she thinks that she can do it because she yeah. can do everything. And so they're having fun around the city. Doreen takes the baby to Central Park to meet her friend Tippy Toe. It's a squirrel. And yes, and just in case I haven't really spelled out her powers exactly at all throughout this, you probably got to feel for them. She could talk to squirrels, so that's one thing she could do. And like, she physically just understands squirrel language and she can talk to them. It's not psychic. And she has kind of like Spider Man, she has like the proportionate powers of a squirrel in, in human form. So she's strong, she can jump around on trees, yep. and she has a big, big bushy tail. And that's, that's sort of what she is, just in case you're wondering. So I never really said. So yeah, Emotional she, strength is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So she's having. I don't know if that's accurate, but she's got. Yeah. She's strong. She's like pretty strong. And so they're, they're playing around in Central Park. They're hanging out with Tippy Toe. And while this is all going on, Ultron invades New York. Oh, so just casually, Ultron invades New York. Is this concurrent with Age of Ultron? Or yeah. It's the, oh, okay. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Uh, no, so this is this is Ultron's back. So right. Ultron's oh. back, and he's invading New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's so this is well after Age well of Ultron. Up. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was just a bit. Disorientated. My no, apologies. No, Ultron is back. Yeah, because that's what supervillains do. They come back. There are they don't no do that. They don't do that much me. in the MCU, yeah. do they? But yeah. he can, there's no reason he can't come back. Yeah. And we don't care how he came back because that would that's almost happening in a concurrent New Avengers story that we're not seeing. Yeah. So he there's there's something going on, but Ultron is invading New York. Yeah. And everyone knows who Ultron is. So like yeah. that, this is definitely like later on. There's an epic scene. This is like our big battle sequence for the whole movie, really. So there's an epic scene of Doreen protecting baby Daddy L and maybe got her in like a little papoose type of thing. Help, but also like helping everyone else and like oh. saving people in Central Park. I'm getting like, like not to draw a parallel to a movie you hate, but I'm getting a sort of fl- opening of the Flash vibe where there's a baby involved and all this whole horrible yeah, danger Yeah, our baby's, baby's going to look good. Yeah. And it's just one baby. It's, and it's not... And it's not going to be like rendered like the Twilight. Yeah, and I also don't think it's like I think the Flash could have worked because it was leading into being like so over the top it was absurd. Whereas like she's still protecting this baby, and there is the very real the danger should feel real in this situation. I don't think the danger ever felt real in that situation. I think in this one it should, but also she's effortlessly helping people and destroying Ultron drones as she's like like she's because she is really good. Like she's actually a really good superhero, even though nobody knows it. Yeah, well, no one takes her seriously. Yeah, and we've never time. really... We've seen her fight a little bit, maybe, that opening series. We've never really seen her fight before now. Mm. And so I want to just set up, like, this is the unbeatable girl, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so... And some of the things we would see... She's also not alone. She's got the Central Park worth of squirrels helping her in this fight. So oh, we're wow. seeing squirrels <laughs> fighting things and tearing apart <laughs> Ultron drones, and she's hopping from tree to tree because she can do that. And we just see, like, again, she's she's amazing. The scene ends with just a park full of destroyed robots and her in the middle with a baby just going, yes! And <laughs> like all these, I like that. <laughs> all these girls around her. Okay, little one. Superhero battle is done for today. Maybe don't tell your parents about this. Let's find somewhere to hunker down until this is all over. So that's the end of that scene. I'm just going to jump straight into the next scene if yep, you want. Yep, okay. Yep. You bought Luke Cage. And just That's a bad voice. Not going to do that. <laughs> You brought Luke Cage and Jessica Jones' baby to our dorm during an Ultron invasion? Why? I don't have that many friends, Nancy. Oh, well, <laughs> me either. 
friends. I like that. Okay, let's work out how to defeat Ultron. Well, Nance, I kind of thought we'd just watch Coco Melon with the baby until the new Avengers beat him. You mean those new Avengers? Nancy points to the TV. We see the new Avengers knocked out at Ultron Prime's feet. Mm. So oh, we're at the midpoint of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so how are we going to do this? I'm actually still looking for the Ultron trading card, so I don't know that much about him. The same way I solve every problem, Doreen. Computer science. Yahoo! Yeah, great plan! But what do I do? We see a scrappy Ultron drone, he's, he's like half beat up, yeah. patrolling the campus. It's startled by a noise. It turns, blaster raised, to see a squirrel. It squeaks harmlessly. Mm. Suddenly, Doreen lands on its back, easily popping off its head with her tail. She drags the disabled bot back to her dorm room. So, Ultron Prime controls his drones remotely. But what if we could interrupt that signal? Theoretically, I could control all the drones. Doreen plays with the baby. Signals! Sure, sure, got it. In fact, perhaps I could even reverse the signal, taking control of Prime himself. Yep, signals, makes sense. <laughs> so all I need to do is get close to Prime with this bot. You keep him busy long enough for me to hack the signal. Signals, totally. I'm getting a feeling you may be missing some of the nuance of my plan, Doreen. So I'll make it easy. You fight Ultron, I'll get close and do the rest. Cool, I got it, but I appreciate the clarification too. <laughs> but how will you get close? Interesting thing about Ultron drones, they are basically dollar store Iron Man armors. They're mostly hollow. So let's see if I can slide my magnificent booty into this bad boy. So basically, um, Nancy's going to Trojan horse it inside of an yep. Ultron. Yep. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially if like the hips decide to turn at a 90 degree angle to the torso. So, yeah, but if we remember all the way back to Age of Ultron, those, the Ultron drones were just Iron Man armors that were, were repurposed. So, yeah, that's kind of, she's slid inside. <laughs> the next scene is we're in Times Square. So that's where Ultron Prime was fighting the, the new Avengers. Yep. We haven't really seen Times Square much in New in the movies yet so I thought it was a cool different spot to put it yeah. the new Avengers lay around unconscious like it's very comic booky. so like Ultron yeah. Prime in the middle all these yeah. different so everything heroes. just looks at like I, I like the idea that this movie just feels like yeah it's it's it looks proper but it's also told from her perspective yes so yes. it's amped up a little bit yeah, just a yeah, little bit more yeah. operatic and it's adjacent to this Avengers movie that we never see. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's the other thing. So the, yeah. the new Avengers are already beat up. Doreen talks to Danielle from a nearby alley. So Danielle again is the baby. Yeah. You're going to have to stay here with Tippy Toe. Have fun and don't eat any garbage, you two. Meanwhile, Nancy inside the drone casually walks near Ultron. Ultron Prime immediately spots her. Drone, your programming appears faulty. Nancy is about to freak out when, Yo, Ultron, anyone ever tell you you sound like that guy from the blacklist? <laughs> Who? James Spader. Yeah. <laughs> Who? The unbeatable Squirrel Girl. You've heard of me, I know. Give up, or I guess I'll beat you up. Prime smiles. Drones fly in from all angles. Doreen fights back, 
and she's doing like a really good job of like fighting all these droids, but she's still starting to lose. Like she's okay. becoming overpowered by this this thing. Just because I'm anxious about it. Where's the baby at the moment? In the alley with Tippy Toe. Oh, yeah, oh, right, right, yeah, right, hanging sorry. it, trying not to eat garbage. Got it, got it, <laughs> yeah. got it, got it. So Tippy Toe is babysitting and cool, cool. in the alley nearby. Yep. Doreen is fighting back and she's like kicking ass, but also by herself she can't beat all of these drones. Yeah. Suddenly an army of squirrels appear. Like the whole city worth of squirrels appear. Oh gosh. And they're helping her fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a, a bit like the rats out of Suicide Squad. Yep. Well, you might get a bit more of that in a sec. So, <laughs> e- even with every squirrel in the city, you can't possibly stop my drones. Maybe so, but my buddy Timmy Toe called in a favour, and his cousins agreed to help. Suddenly, rats swarm out of the sewers, tearing <laughs> drones apart. Um, so she can't talk to rats, but squirrels can talk to rats yeah. because they're, they're closely related. But if she has the powers of a squirrel, and squirrels can talk to rats. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have all the powers that squirrels have. Okay, but but yeah. Tippy Toe translated for her. Yeah. So all this is happening. The drones are getting torn apart, and she's actually starting to win. Unfortunately, Danielle saw her mum lying in the middle of Times Square. And she toddles through the battlefield as Tippy Toes desperately tries to turn her back towards the alley. Yeah. So you've got this, like, sort of little baby, early toddler, yeah. just casually walking through all this destruction. Oh, God. Um, and this squirrel doing its absolute best to stop this creature much bigger than itself. Yep. Um, just before she reaches her parents, Ultron Prime picks her up. Oh. Hey there, little one. So fragile. So cute. I could just squeeze you. Prime starts to crush her in his hand. Oh. But it's not working. Oh. Because it turns out she's super invulnerable. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's got two super invulnerable parents, yep. so I think it makes sense. Tell me, you didn't just try to crush my fucking baby. Jessica Jones punches Prime through a wall. The baby is thrown up, but easily caught by Cage, who gives her a little cuddle. The other Avengers are also starting to get up now, so yep. this battle gave them enough time to start to sort of yep. recover. They were short rest. Yes, and, <laughs> and then Jessica Jones woke up to her baby about to be squashed by Prime, and that gave her just the adrenaline shot she needed oh, to yeah. be. Oh, um, yeah, I would not want to be pissing off Jessica Jones. Yeah, That's, yeah. and so there's this huge epic battle sequence with all the new Avengers now and Squirrel Girl, but Ultron is still just winning. They can't beat him. He, st- he's just, he just keeps bringing more drones. He's just almost unstoppable. He stands over Doreen and is about to stop her, but suddenly he freezes. Huh? I've got one more superpower you don't know about, Ultron. My best friend Nancy. She waves in her drone suit, because he forgot about her with all this other stuff going yeah. on. She waves in her drone suit. Prime starts waving too. Oh, what? what is that? Stop it. <laughs> hey, Ultron, yeah. Doreen smiles. Stop hitting yourself. Ultron punches off his own head. Oh. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's how the unbeatable Squirrel Girl remained unbeatable. I worked out computer science wasn't really for me, but I found my new calling. I run the Avengers Daycare. <laughs> we, we see Doreen and her squirrels trying to keep up with several superpowered children. It's great because I can have lunch every day with my best friend Nancy. She's just down the hall working for new Avengers IT support. We see Nancy yelling into the phone for Luke Cage to turn the Quinjet on and off again. My life just can't be beat because I'm the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Thanks for attending my TED Talk. The crowd cheers as Doreen gives them a wink. If I know this whole thing was a TED Talk that she was giving. I like it, yep. <laughs> and that's the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah, very different. To, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, again, I, I just like the fact that it is just a charming little... Obviously, there's a bigger movie going on in the yes, background. And yeah. that 
in and of itself is quite fun as well because and we get hints to that yeah. bigger world and we see some characters we love yeah. but in different roles to we're used yeah. to and and I think it would almost be fun to have that larger story told as like a, a episodic miniseries that's like all serious and grim dark and yeah. all that stuff but then have this have the movie come out and it's yeah. like this nice little well, chipper sort in, of in my mind that's yeah. it's just one of their other Avengers adventures yeah. that we never see because it should be yeah. going adventures outside of the movies oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and to me it just it's better off not told like it's better yeah. off to almost just be yeah, its yeah, own yeah. thing um, because Squirrel Girl's the focus yes. but she also lives in a world where these other things are happening, and yes. that's what I wanted to. That she has a she has a place amongst this bigger world, but she's not the same as everyone else. One one of the things that strikes me with this is just a, it, it reminds me of a there was a Super Bowl commercial years ago where there was just like an entire city full of stunt people, basically. Yeah, and that's what I think the world of the MCU must feel like to. <laughs> yeah just the the npcs that yes. inhabit it right yeah. like it's just this wild like oh okay there's oh someone's blotting out the sun well the... it's the same like with screw when this happens yeah. like she obviously she helps people but then she's like okay let's go hang out until the avengers fix it like yeah, because yeah. they're used to this this happens and it, yeah it's this like, is part of life here New like York. yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I again i thought i'd just lead into that aspect yeah. and um yeah, I wanted to have that little bit of a tie to the bigger universe, so the trading cards being the one yes. b- big bit, but then Jessica Jones and Luke Cage being the yeah. other, uh, because I, I think we'll see them again. Yeah. Them having a kid in the comic is is an interesting dynamic that we haven't really seen in the MCU yet either, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's just another point of difference from yeah. all the other characters. So Well, that, and that's the other thing. Like Again, Jessica Jones would strike me as the type of character that oh, fine i'll go and avenge stuff but yeah, you know yeah. it's, it's not really her nine to five right like yeah yeah i don't yeah. i think this new avengers it's almost like maybe they get paid because they're yeah. the i forget in the comics but like the new avengers in the comics weren't the typical avengers so it came after this event called avengers disassembled yeah which all the main avengers were like the avengers broke up and all the main yeah. avengers left and did their own thing for a while yeah which is similar to where the mcu is now like most yeah. of those main avengers are dead or they've moved on or they're like they're all doing their thing or they're rebranding so, and, yeah. yeah so it makes sense that we would have a, a new avengers like they yeah, needed yeah, yeah. in the comic at the time and the comic book new avengers were like team characters that were never really avengers so they were like mm. jessica jones i think was on the team she was certainly active at that point that's why they needed the babysitter luke cage was i think maybe even the leader of that team as Spider-Man was on that team. Wolverine was on that team. They tried to get Daredevil on that team, and he was just like, nah, I don't do Avengers. Defenders, Sp- yes. Spider-Woman. It was, yeah. it was like this obscure cast of side characters and then big characters like Wolverine who would, but had never been Avengers before. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that's probably what we're going to see with a future Avengers in yeah. the MCU too. So it it was a nice point of like, it's synchronicity. Gonna be, it's going to be wild when like a MCU movie comes out and some of that big stuff starts dropping again. Like, I guess in a way, I don't know, Deadpool 3 might have yeah. some of that energy, I think. Yeah. But, but just that, I, I just remember being in the cinema and then you see Captain America catch the yeah. catch the hammer and just that feeling of, yeah! Like it was... Yeah, and it's one of those things where I feel like people think of it as being like a long time ago, but even like No Way Home had some of that stuff. And yeah. even Doctor Strange had some of that stuff. Like, it, 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 maybe. Like, but, it's... But certainly... Well, yeah, I mean, you, you have Professor X show up in that. Yeah, that, yeah. That like, was, I think that was we cool, have had But I just, I just remember yeah. the sheer, like, overwhelming joy of like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because... We're in a transitional yeah, period at the moment, yeah, right? I guess, and it's, yeah, uh, I, I guess up to that point, like that film has what, like 
10 years worth of, of yes. build up right yeah. like that that's the that's the setup and the, yeah. it's 10 years of, of payoff right there and then yeah so we've not necessarily had anything that feels like it's building in that yeah no I, I agree and I um, think that's that's so. a criticism of now but I think it's also like a necessity of now yes. because you can't run into that next big thing too quickly or oh, it won't I, feel hurt oh like I, I agree I yeah. agree no, I, but yeah, I'm, no. I'm just saying yeah. like even even just having like a gloved hand with three claws pop out yeah, ex- is going to be a, that is going to exactly. be that feeling yeah. because it's like and so that's know. what I'm thinking with our new Avengers and yeah. even if maybe the new Avengers form like if they almost formed off camera yeah. and so that when they first appear yeah. it's a fully formed team but with all these yeah. obscure characters pulled from black from different well, places well I, I mean I'm, I'm um, quite a fan of there's this there's this show on Adult Swim that's been going on 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 and off for like decades and it's called Adventure Brothers. Yeah, I know. yeah. I I just love this concept of you have the the main character and then there's just like some villain of the week. Yeah, I mean Spider Man into the across the Spider Verse does this yeah. spot where it's like you're you're barely a villain of the week sort of stuff and yeah. you just have oh do we have to deal with this right now? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, that that energy is starting to, to yes. sort of yeah. seep in and but I like that I find it funny. Yeah, because yeah. and I think yeah. We're getting to the point where that makes more sense too, because yes. it is it is an ongoing universe and well, well, she Hulk, she Hulk as a property yeah. actually made me feel like this this universe has gotten a lot bigger. Yeah, just because it was just so much like okay, we're going to deal with this. This yeah. is on the periphery. This and, is and she Hulk did a really cool thing, I think, which was. So, like, Ms. Marvel specifically pointed out there are mutants now. Like, yes. And we got a hint of that in Doctor Strange, but that was yes. in a different universe. Did you notice but, that little, like, musical sting in Ms. Marvel as well? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but they did that. But what She-Hulk casually did, and I think a lot of people didn't really notice, is issues to a whole bunch of other superheroes that they never, ever explained their origins that are no. assumedly probably largely mutants. Like, um, because... Mm. And... I mean, there's a bigger allusion to Wolverine, like there's specifically a, a guy in a bar fight that uses claws mentioned on one of the newscasts at one point. Yeah. But like just, <laughs> I, what I mean is more like the incidental heroes, like Mr. Immortal and stuff. Yeah. They don't explain how he got his immortal powers. Yeah. We live in a, the MCU now yeah. is almost post-origin story. It's yes. a world where superheroes just exist and we're used to that. Like The, thing, the thing that I find interesting, that, and because I was trying to do the same thing, because yeah. obviously... And neither of us I really needed, did origin stories in ours. Like, no, we kind of both I, did, but... I did by necessity because yeah. I think I need to explain this guy, but yeah. it's also... But you still jumped yeah. in before yeah. you did that. And, like, mm. I mean, we saw... Well, I mean, Captain, Captain Marvel did that as well, to a degree. Like, that, yes. that yeah, was yeah. that sort of out-of-order storytelling. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and, like, Skrull Girl, similarly, I'm like, I don't want to spend a lot of time on her origin. She's just a Skrull Girl. Like, yeah. like and we don't need to know all of the it's other like, stuff. It's like, what's to explain? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, you know. and I think that's where we are at in the MCU, yeah. which is actually pretty cool, yeah. like, because they can just introduce any character and not have to waste a lot of time. Yeah. And I, so I think that's something that people kind of missed in She-Hulk, but, like, that introduces so many super-powered characters over yeah. a short period of time. Or even, even like, just, like, the, the fashion designer. There's, yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many aspects and to that And Man Bull and, yeah. like, the Porcupine guy. Like, there's so... Because every, like, every episode has new characters. Yeah, and, like, and Wong and the abomin- Abomination sort of chilling yeah, out yeah. and that sort of thing. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that was quite... I, I quite like enjoyed seeing Tim Roth in there. Yeah, actually. we had like, that, that magician that guy. And we had, like, she... I just think that's something it did really well is introduce all these other characters and like you say, make the world feel big again. Yes. Because after Endgame, you almost felt like half the characters were gone. But yeah. She-Hulk shows, well, there's all these other characters. Like, and... Yeah. and we- I, guess, I guess though, like She-Hulk makes me feel like the MCU is a 
is a universe. Yeah. Not not necessarily like... And not everyone's necessarily yeah. a superhero. Yeah. yeah, in it. yeah. Like, well, well, and that's true. Like, you can have superpowers and not be a superhero. Yes, like my, which we haven't seen yet much. Yeah, like, my yeah. superpower is, like, I think Family Guy made a joke of this. It's like, Meg, can she gets superpowers and she can grow her fingernails, like, three yeah. inches longer and then retract them and that's it. Yeah. It's not yeah. that useful. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think, I think that's... Actually, whilst it might not have been everyone's cup of tea, yep. I think some people maybe for legitimate reasons, a lot of people for gross reasons that I'm not going to go into, but yep. I, it did do a lot of cool stuff in just showing that there's more to the world than the superhero guys punching each other. Yes. And that's what I wanted to do with Girl as well. Yes. So she's adjacent to that world, Yeah. but really what's more important to her is not losing her job as a babysitter and maybe trying to pass school. And she yeah. just... Coincidentally, helps out with superhero battles. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and she's got this boundless, youthful optimism. Yeah. I suppose yeah. it's uh, not not as jaded as the the rest of us. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. very much a point of difference. Especially like maybe, maybe one day I'll even own a house. Yeah, you know? <laughs> even if you, and especially if you're gonna have a, like in, in my version of this universe, have an Avengers team which has quite cynical characters like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage on it. Mm-hmm. Her is the perfect foil for that. The yes. perfect point of difference. And I think that's her place in the MCU. It should be the, her place yes. in the MCU because yes. that's her place in the comics. So yes. yeah, I think I love that we did such different things. And, yeah, but they I, both I mean, feel like they fit the pulling, MCU. Pulling it out of a hat was, was a good decision. And yeah, yeah, I, it was very interesting because my journey with this was origin- initially reading Captain Britain. I just found it incredibly bleak because yeah. I just was like, oh, here we go. We're going into that V for Vendetta. Oh, yes, I get it. The British government of the 80s was bad. Yeah. So there was that weariness I had going yeah. into it. and But yeah, it just went buck wild real, yeah. real fast. So no, it was yeah. I had, lo- I had so much fun writing mine. Yeah. It, was, it was a real simple write for me mm. because... Like, I've read enough Squirrel Girl and I'm aware enough of the character that I'm relatively yeah. well-versed. Like, yeah. I knew that there was the character of Nancy. I did, I had to, like, look up her name and stuff, but yeah. I knew what she's like. Yeah. And I did change her quite a bit for mine just to fit the story. But yeah. I think in key ways, she's pretty much the same. And it, and it was fun and, to tackle the MCU proper because our first episode of... Well, I should say our second episode yeah. <laughs> of... of you could, because we were so clever, we thought it would be funny not to have an episode one of a yeah. sequel show. <laughs> but everyone asks, "What happened? To, where's episode one? Yeah, Is so there an episode?" No. Yeah, there's a teaser yeah, <laughs> now yeah. because I figured that it was less. Confusing. It's like we we got to explain the the joke. The joke it's not it's over not a good and joke. over and over. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to put that on here now. So yeah. if you if you were wondering that. Yeah. But the f- Sorry, the we first thought episode- we were funny or clever or both, and n- turns out we're neither. The first movies we did though were Spider Man, so yes. yeah, which yeah. I guess. Since then, maybe at, no. At the time we talked about it in there was yes. was part of the MCU, but not really adjacently. As well. Yeah, yes. yeah. Whereas this is our first time tackling that and tackling new characters. Yes, joining that as well, or, or so. even dealing with that big Universe mass stuff. that is yeah. all interconnected. Like I was yeah. like, ah, oh, because that was the other thing that was in in, I guess, adapting that story that Alan Moore set up for for the screen. There's obviously characters that I just I just swap out for Doctor Strange because yeah. it's like okay that's an established multiverse we could use that character, character yeah. already America Chavez those those makes uh, sense characters, yeah, yeah it, it made sense because they're established and we understand them I don't have to do the legwork to yes. uh, to set this up yeah so yeah and and that's what you want in an MCU movie like I think now. Mm. The perfect, for me, the perfect MCU movie, unless it's going to be like an Avengers where it's like a proper crossover. Because yep. I think we must be getting one of those soon with some all these new characters that yeah. are introduced. What I want in an MCU movie is a good story that I can watch as a standalone film. Mm-hmm. But it it also has to tie in a little bit with the greater universe. Not in a big way, yeah. but little things like having 
Matt Murdock as a as the lawyer in, yeah. in Spider Man, or and that's what I wanted to do with like, and it makes sense. Like you would use Doctor Strange because yeah. you want to link it to the bigger world. Like yeah, yeah. it makes more sense to do that. It's, it, it, using Jessica Jones in mind or the trading cards, it's a yeah. way of linking it to the bigger world without the bigger world taking over and and taking yeah. away from the main story. Yeah, because I mean, in a, in a weird way, I think we can credit the invention of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and even just that end credit sequence of Nick Fury saying, let me talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Yeah. I think we can honestly maybe credit that specific moment as the genesis for what eventually would become this podcast in a weird, disconnected way. Because we are obviously aping on the idea that there's no original ideas now. It's it's all just like taking established franchises and and building them up to to oblivion. Making more of them. (laughs) Making more of them. We are obviously trying to do them in as creative a way yeah. as we can. That's the secret. Like, we we joke about yeah. selling out all the time, but we actually try to like make cool stuff. There's a joke. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, we we we're we're, we're telling a lot like, of secrets in this one. We are the, the episode, the episode one numbering thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like at the end of the day, as well, we are all well. Like we're not we're not doing this necessarily out of the goodness of our no. hearts either. We we want to appear as as marketable yeah. potential uh, writers. Yeah. For, if for, I hear your... once a scroll yeah. sequel, I'm right here. Yeah, like, mate. Like okay. we can we can totally come in and, and help out. Like, but what we do want to do, we, I think, is be creative. But we're also fans of this stuff, right? Yeah. As well. So yeah, like... and, and I think you can you can have both. Um, yeah. I think you can have risks within yeah. established safe franchises, and and that's honestly. I guess the the core of what good storytelling is it's yeah. telling you something that you didn't realize you wanted to hear it's yeah. it's showing you something you didn't realize you wanted to see and it's making you feel things that you didn't realize you wanted to feel so but these are the core things it's yeah. it's the it's the needed unexpectedly yes yeah and so. the and the MCU we've seen this where there are times when they really nail it, mm. which is what we try to do with our, like, we, yeah. we, what we hope to try and do with our stories. There are these times when they are, like, legitimately creative and connected to the world in a perfect way. Yes. And they're just, like, amazing films. Yes. And then there are times, like, I think the first one to me that where they really maybe didn't get it, the, the balance right was Iron Man 2. Yeah. Where I felt like they were just that introducing was, characters for the well, same introducing characters. That was literally, like, the third movie yeah. in the thing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah. like, they weren't always. They they won't always get it right, and they're yeah. not always going to get it right. But at times, so we've seen the peaks and troughs of the MCU's given us both. It's, a, it's yeah. actually really good analog to that idea of being creative mm. within this machine that, in some ways, is a little anti-creative. And um, yeah, yeah, and and you can do it. Like yes. you definitely can do it, and we've seen it. In, and I would say in the MCU, we've actually seen it more often than not. It's like yes. surprising about there. There's certainly ones that are better than others, but I, um, I think though that the the danger is that it has you. There's always an element of risk to the creation of any of these. Yeah, yeah. These things, and they they have to be willing to risk the fact that we might stuff up every yeah, now and yeah. Then. Because if you if and you fans make, have to yeah. be okay. Like, yeah. there's always a part of it like. Say you don't like Thor, Love and Thunder. The, I, like, I think that's a good example. Because I think some of them... A lot of people think, don't like yeah, it. Yeah, and I think some people do. I, I but, legitimately do yeah, enjoy yeah. that movie. Like, yeah. I, I understand I, the problems I that like, people have with there's it. There's bits of it that I really like and bits of it that I don't. But, um, it, but regardless, we should be excited that people were trying to do stuff that was different with those yeah. characters. And sometimes it's going to be amazing and sometimes it's going to be a miss, but that's better than it all being and average. Like, I really enjoyed Christian Bale's role in that oh, movie. Yeah, like fantastic. as a villain, he, 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 yeah. was, he knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah, there's some beautiful stuff yeah. like when he loses his 
daughter, like that's literally heartbreaking. Yeah. And then that absurdity of the weird guy afterwards is that's one point where that weird humor perfectly to me perfectly works. Um, because yes, he he is an absolute abomination yeah, of a character yeah, yeah, because it's a contrast. he's because yeah. this is all a joke to him, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, so there's some really good stuff in yes. there. And I think that's the thing. We have to be let's and we're all fans and we're all prone to this. Yes. But like we want in a way, we should be heralding and being like excited for these fails because these fails are proof that they could, they're not just trying to reheat the same stuff over and over. Yeah. And then we're going to get better stuff. If people just try to do play it safe all the time, that's where we're going to get a lot of average stuff. I think, um, like, in a way, Thor The Dark World is playing it safe as much yeah, as Yeah, super it average, right? And like, that's, it's not bad. It's just it's, average. And, <laughs> like, and I think that's the, the other end of the too far in one direction scale that yes. I guess Love and Thunder goes on the other end of yeah. how that can yeah. be ill-received, I would say. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And, not bad movies. Like, they're all no. competently made. Yeah. You they're can tell what's that, going on. They're all movies that I would watch again. Like, yeah. some, some are more... I'm, gonna go out of my way to watch again but if yeah. thor 2 comes on tv and it happened to be on i'd watch it like yeah. it's i i really should like at some point again just go as a marathon through the films as yeah. well because like it was interesting watching iron man again because i yeah, I, watched I, it, it. I just I, oh. I watched it like it was again some time ago now but it's it's very weird to watch well i mean it's, it's weird to watch in the context of what it's what the avengers is now yeah because it's this very plucky almost renegade of a film and yeah some of the some of the things haven't aged so well even in the like yeah. post me too movements and all these other things but yeah there's there's a lot of creative verve to it and yeah. you can you can really understand that this was the thing that set everything in motion so yeah and i think that we're going to see a little bit of this with the mcu going forward so yeah. i think the mcu was in this transitional period which yeah. people were struggling with anyway because they were expecting the next avengers and we actually can't have that right away because we need these new characters. And, and I mean, but, just just to say as well that seeing as the the writers' strike has been resolved, I think we are actually going to understand that the business side of things will be seeing the creative side, yeah. as as being a bit more valuable. Yeah, but to the but whole I process. think like I, I think the MCU and, and Marvel are learning their lessons with a couple of the misses that they've had yes. more recently as well. Yeah. And there's talk, and how much of this is true, and how much of it is just online bullshit news. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but there's there's word that Daredevil has been like, like they essentially are heavily reworking the show because mm-hmm. they weren't, didn't think it was good enough. And um, similarly with the Blade script, that's, we've heard that stuff again. Mm-hmm. And I think it is a thing where maybe they're realizing that people aren't just going to, they're unfortunately for them, not at the point now where everyone's just going to go and see everything. So they yes. actually need to work really hard. They need to try and, harder. And yeah. I think they want to make good stuff. Yeah. And, and, and so, but knowing how to do that, like it's a hard thing to do. And especially as the MCU grows and continues, it's yeah. hard not to repeat yourself. And it's hard to do something new with a different character that people haven't well, grown attached in, to yet. In the, weirdest, in the weirdest sense, like the MCU as a franchise, it's not necessarily just a continuing number of Iron Man 2. Like, yeah, yeah. If, if you did look at it from a point of view of like, sequel to this sequel to this sequel yeah. to this it's like iron man 40 number number 20 yeah, yeah. or something it's, it's yeah. a ridiculous and it would be output. an extremely just jointed series because yeah. it's it isn't meant to be read that way like it's no, a, exa- exactly it's so a, yeah you've you've got people in the business who want to make stuff that's worthy these films need to be able to be able to pick up Mignolnia. they need yeah. to be worthy to yeah to they need to be, be worthy bothered. but also work in this system yes. that they have to work with yeah. to 
work next to all the other movies that are coming yes. out at the same time. But, but it's a system, tricky one. But yeah. the system as well is is realizing it's it's as important as the art. Not, yeah. Not that the yeah, art yeah. is less important than the no. system that yeah. it's, it's in. So it's it's the balance hopefully. of that, and it's yeah. like letting creatives be creative. But also rating creatives in enough that actually this still has to be contiguous with everything else. So and, and, it's a yeah. it's it's a unique thing that we haven't really ever seen to this, especially to the level that it's at now. Yeah. We've never seen it before. So there are gonna be yeah. I think there are gonna be misses. There but has I'm never been there has never been a, there has never been a more robust franchise, I think. No. In the in the history of filmmaking, I don't yeah. think there's been something that has had this amount of staying power in yeah. in as condensed an amount of time. And is this mainstream yeah. as well? Like, like it's... Yeah. yeah, I mean, you obviously have big franchises, Star Wars and yeah. James Bond even, that have longevity, but they've yeah. not necessarily had the concentration. And even like Star had. Wars, I feel like, until more recently at yeah. least, was very much typically standalone stuff. Like yeah. it, it was a sequel or a prequel. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of spinoffs. We've had more of that more recently, obviously. Yeah. But, but, um, but Star Wars is also like a, an exercise in a filmmaker trying to push the envelope of what can be put on screen. Like yeah. as, as they were going, he's trying more and more to put more stuff on screen that he, he yeah. just has in his I, imagination. I just don't so. think it was... Like yeah. it wasn't focused on being a universe in the same way. No. Like not in the same way. It wasn't. No. It was a universe, but most of it we never saw. Yeah. Whereas this one, we see most of it from yes. other points of view, and yeah. that's its unique challenge. Like it, it challenge. literally feels yeah. like a parallel universe that we have to be yeah. able to look into yeah. every now and then. Yeah. yeah, it's a unique challenge, and I don't know if they're always going to get it right. But I'm excited to see what they try next, and yeah. I think that's that's. Maybe is a good spot to finish up. Yeah. Probably, yes. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> releasing. But yeah, if you've enjoyed this one, maybe think about giving it a review or sharing it with a friend, maybe a yep. comic loving friend. Are there any MCU projects you'd like us to adapt yeah. to? Yeah, I, I think MCU so, is one that we'll definitely do again. Maybe It's, it's we, going to be very hard to avoid. Maybe we think. spin that wheel again. Maybe someone yeah. finally gets Nightcat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, share us with friends. Do all those podcast things that podcasts ask you to do. Mm. But we just appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah. And I think until next time, to, to be, be continued. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at TMYL2. Find our polls and website at TMYL2.wordpress.com. Our opening title is by Brett Harris. Getting Stronger Super Me was written by Theron Booth and was mixed by Paul Slater. This episode was edited by Brennan Crates.